You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks, and I hope all's well on the morning buzz. Oh, it's very well. We're very excited. It's a Friday, so we're really buzzing over here, Charlie. But, Charlie, first of all, this first story I'm about to talk to you about, I'm very excited because I've been asking you this question about the coronation. Are Prince Harry and Meghan going to attend it? And this week we found out that Prince Harry will be going to the coronation by himself without Meghan. And this is huge because it'll be the first time he's been seen with the royal family since his bombshell memoir, Spare. And that's why I was telling you, Charlie, earlier, this is when you want to be a body language expert so you can figure out like how is this going to be but what do you what do you think of this move well i i think harry's uh going to probably get a fairly hostile reception first of all from the british public because it, it seems from polls there he's less popular um in the uk than he is in north america uh the other thing is it's i can't it, it it's got to be tense you know uh because I think some have perceived what Harry's been doing is it's almost like he's trying to burn down the monarchy, yet he's going to show up at at this event. And the other thing, some of the things Harry had in the book, um, uh, particularly about uh, his role in the death of Afghan uh, Afghans when he was in the war in Afghanistan, uh, is... Uh, not probably going to give the security people a great deal of comfort because they're going to also have to keep that in mind along with all the other security concerns. Uh, I, I want to see how he interacts with William, um, given what he wrote in the book. It's true. Like, I just wonder, you know, are people going to kind of like avoid him? They're going to keep their conversations very short because, you know, they're worried, oh, is he going to make another book on us kind of a thing? So yeah. we should be, <laughs> right? This is a research assignment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, he might just break down every single thing that happened at this event. So we're going to be watching very closely on May 6th. But I think also, Charlie, what's fascinating here is also his father, though. King Charles, he's really not very popular as well for different reasons, too. And do you think after this coronation that perceptions may change? Or what do you make of that? I don't know. I think the public is kind of feeling they're stuck with him. And in Canada, I looked into what would it take to um, try to uh, stop having King Charles as our king for Canada to basically get out of the monarchy. Um, and it's very complicated. It's uh, required. I think it required uni- unanimous uh, support from all of the provinces. You needed legislatures. Normally, constitutional amendment is, is seven provinces with fifty percent of the population, but the standard is higher when it comes to the monarchy. So, uh, and I think in the UK it's a similar situation. I'm also interested to see how Charles responds, because the Queen had issued this statement prior to her death that he was only to remain king, I think, till he was 80 years old. Is that right, Menkaren? Do you remember? I think something like that, yeah. I feel yeah. like I remember and, hearing about it. And is he going it. to step aside, or is he going to say, well, you know, the Queen's no longer here to enforce this. I'm going to remain king. Mm-hmm. And to think of it, that Queen Elizabeth was queen for like 70 years. So for me, it's really getting used to calling him or looking at him as a monarch, as King Charles. You know, for me, it's just a title. But uh, Queen Elizabeth has just been reigning for so long. It's going to be difficult to look at him differently now. 
Yeah, it is. And, and also what I've, I'm having difficulty getting used to, the lawyers like to give themselves, they get these designations, which are awarded by the government, QC, which is Queen's Council. Now it's changed to KC. Oh. And every time I see, like, the David E.B. KC or some other person who's a lawyer who's a, a King's Council, I always think of KC and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that one. <laughs> That's really funny, Charlie. It's true, though. It's hard. Even I sometimes, like, by the slip of mouth, will accidentally say Queen sort of thing because it's just been so long. So we're all going to be watching this yeah. event very, very closely on May 6th. Now, up next, Charlie, this story has been very troubling. We've been seeing violence on public transit systems across Canada, and now it is prompting calls for solutions. And, Charlie, you know, as somebody who's, who's following this very closely, I mean, what are the solutions going to be, and why is it so challenging to address this? Yeah, and I think it's a symptom, too, of the mental health challenges um, and bullying challenges. Uh, the, it's it's so sad uh, what happened in Surrey this week with the 17-year-old um, taking the bus. His parents, his mother had already moved to Abbotsford so that he could avoid the crime problems in Surrey, but he was visiting a friend, and then um, it looks, the police believe that Stabbing was targeted, um, and but an isolated incident as well. And and then we had the other thing that happened uh, the following day on a West Vancouver bus, where you you know people think of West Vancouver as this quiet municipality, but uh, again there was uh, you know a violent outbreak, uh, bloody fight on the bus. Um, the union's upset because the driver after kind of going through this traumatic situation, was just put on another bus and told to keep working. Um, and and then we've even seen the Premier and uh, Public Safety Minister Mike Barnworth step up and saying, well, we'll make resources available uh, for more policing. The union's concern in West Vancouver, they have a separate union than the uh, union representing the TransLink drivers, um, but both of them have the same concern is that there's lots of uh, transit police presence on SkyTrain at SkyTrain stations, and people are aware of them, but they're never to be seen on buses. And so I think we're going to start seeing some, some transit police on buses. Uh, some of the challenges, though, you get on one of those 99B buses, and <laughs> you could barely stand. They're like sardine cans. So even if there was a, an officer on a bus, on one of those articulated buses, would, would they even be able to do anything? That's so, true. Um, yeah, it's very sad. And, and I, you know, I wonder if we're going to see more people on, on the transit system, you know, doing things like carrying pepper spray or bear spray. And, uh, you know, the police discourage this. But um, in these situations, if concerns continue to rise or we see more of these stories, I wouldn't be surprised if that occurred as well. And Charlie, I don't believe it's now, you know, just confined to say it's not just a Surrey problem. It is a new Westminster problem. It's a Burnaby problem. It's a Coquitlam problem. As you said, West Vancouver problem. And as a parent of teenagers myself, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty anxious when my kids take the transit. And mental health issue is a huge, huge you know, catalyst to this problem. So, Charlie, 
you would know the situation, what the wait time when it comes to accessing options where we come to getting help for our mental health. Yeah, well, this is another thing I think the province is uh, appears to be in the budget trying to address it, but it's, you know, so often what happens is it's a reactive situation after someone has had a psychotic episode or something that treatment happens or, or uh, you know, obviously there's some cases where people are on medication and, and they're high-functioning and they're, they're doing fine and they're not having these episodes, so we don't hear about those. But um, I think the other challenge is the public awareness is so great because there's cameras everywhere now, um, which is a good thing because it makes people aware of it. It's the same with racism, um, where there might have been just as many of these types of episodes. Um, I can even remember more than 30 years ago when a, when a Surrey teenager was stabbed to death on the bus, and his father, Chuck Cadman, started organizing them and eventually got elected to Parliament. Um, so it's not unprecedented, uh, this, this situation, but I think it's much more visible now than it used to be just these kind of random encounters and and probably with the mental health issues and drugs. Uh, yeah. That, that it's a more dangerous situation now. Mm-hmm. No, there, there's a lot going on here. So certainly this is something we will continue to be talking about, Charlie. Now, finally, Charlie, today is Vasaki, and this weekend will be the Vancouver Vasaki Parade. And will you be attending? Yes, I'm, I, I always go to it. It's... Uh, I, it's fun to go to the Ross Street Temple where all the politicians gather and they're all in their Vasaki, uh, you know, attire. And I, I, I usually I see Gurpreet there at Vasaki. Um, I, I don't always go to the one in Surrey because it's just it, it's just so huge and mammoth. And after Vancouver, you're kind of a little tuckered out. Um, but it's but it's quite fun. They, as you you know, I'm sure, man, Karen, they walk down Ross Street and the politicians uh, like to go in packs, you know, so you'll see David Eby surrounded by new Democrats and you'll see Kevin Falcon surrounded by BC liberals. And, and then uh, a lot of the politicians um, sometimes leave once they get to the foot of Ross Street, the, uh, the hardcore um, walkers will carry along Marine Drive and go up to Maine and 49th where there's a big celebration and speeches and, and uh, Bangra and all, all sorts of things are going on along Main Street. So I always find it's fun to go up there. Usually by the time I hit Main Street, I'm, I'm pretty much done, and I don't carry on further down 49th and then back down to the temple. Uh, but a lot of people do, and, and, it's, uh, and then what I, what I love, too, is the hospitality of the Sikh community where you know, everyone's handing out food. People are preparing all these goodies for the passersby. And uh, it's just such a great Vancouver tradition. And Charlie, for someone who's not been to the Vancouver Vaisakhi Parade, any tips on where to park or how do I get there <laughs> without, you know, getting too much stuck in, in the traffic situation that will, of course, unfold? Yeah, it's one of the things you've got to think about is is the exit. Um and so what I've done sometimes is even park uh, north of 49th. And then, uh, so then if you're planning on 
walking all the way, um, it's a challenge because if you want to get to to uh, the temple, which is right down close to Marine Drive, um, you just you, I like to think about where am I going to end the parade, and then at that time I'm going to be very tired, and then if I'm driving, where would I put a car where I can get out of there easily? And if you're inside that perimeter of the parade, it can sometimes be challenging. But if you're outside of the perimeter of the parade, it's a breeze. Mm. I'm, taking that I'm taking notes. <laughs> very good notes, actually, Charlie. I had a similar technique to you as well. So I know this is a very, very good suggestion. Charlie, as always, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too. Thank you.